And here we are. Hello, Chris. How are you? I'm good. Good. And uh, excited to do a a special edition of Pull to Open, our very first special edition. Me um, too. Yes, because we've... Uh, in response to, to something that's come up. And, and, yeah, uh, on, on the socials. Thing. Yeah. yeah so, so for those of you who don't know, we're on TikTok. It's our most active social network. Uh, we're at Pull to Open. And we have just hit 1,000 followers. In fact, we've blown past it. Um, I'm super excited about that. So thank you, everyone who's engaging with us there. So the reason uh, we, we blew up on TikTok <laughs> recently is we had a bit of a viral moment uh, surrounding one of our um, clips from our 10th Planet commentary, our commentary on the 10th Planet. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a lot of response to when we talked about that Cyberman's changing appearance. It was mostly me talking about it. And I... I um, I feel the need to address the comments because there were there were a lot of people who seemed to take issue with uh, my assertion that they never acknowledged the Cybermen's change in opinion uh, appearance. Right. So, so just to be just to recap what mm-hmm. what you said in the in the podcast and in the TikTok clip uh, was that it's never really acknowledged in the show. Right, right. That that there are different versions of Cybermen almost every time they appear. There's there's something slightly different about them. And I I, I kind of misspoke there because it, it's <laughs> it's true they do address this, but it is a very very recent development. Yes. This is first really addressed um, in, in an explicit way in the Doctor Falls, and that's yes. a very it's a very recent episode. But it is it is done. I mean, they do talk uh, about it, and that there's this parallel evolution theory. And I will say, a lot of like what people take from that is mostly implied. Like the Doctor never actually points out this Cyberman is this or this Cyberman. Is. I mean, they do talk about the Mondasian Cyberman, but there's a lot of like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, kind of like as an audience member, you kind of have to come halfway a little bit. Like I get it now, and now I see why there's different Cybermen. You know, it's there, it's there, but right. it, there's a great deal of it is is kind of like. You put it together, guys. You know, so yeah. it, and this is a very belated thing that comes right at the end of the Moffat era, literally, you know, one one episode away from the end of Moffat. So uh, so in my defense, I, I was speaking more from sort of a classic series stance. As a person who grew yeah. up watching the classic series, seeing these Cybermen change appearance a lot, and it never really being talked about. You know, it's just kind of a thing. And that's obviously, you know, from what I said in the podcast, it it, it is true. I mean, it's obviously it's it was really production value decisions they were making and you know they were just fans would make up what they want Mm -hmm. uh at that time but they never really talk about like oh these cybermen from earthshock look different from the cybermen from uh the moon base or whatever and you know that they look so different that it's it's kind of obvious that's what they were doing because you would think that you know, we did the tenth planet. That if Ben, when Ben and Polly encounter them in the moon base, if this was a thing within the show, they would say so. They say, "Holy crap, the mm-hmm. Cybermen! These are the Cybermen!" But I mean, they they sure look different from the Cybermen we saw in at Snowcap, you know. But they never do because it's just, oh, we get it. They're you just designed new costumes because you had more money. <laughs> yeah, and there's uh, you know, and that that's sort of normal behavior for a show that people tended not to rewatch. Yeah. Right? It, it was not so easy to rewatch these things, certainly not in the 60s when the Cybermen were born. Um, but that said, it's also, it's very similar to what Star Wars does in its various iterations of Stormtroopers. 
Like mm-hmm. we we sure. don't get any explanation for why you know uh, uh, different forms of sto- like snow troopers are just different when they arrive on mm-hmm. Hearth. We don't know why. We can sort of we can guess fairly easily. We can make up our own headcanon. But really, the only difference between uh, stormtroopers in Star Wars and Cybermen and Doctor Who, in terms of what you're talking about, is that uh, with Star Wars, you get the action figures everywhere to tell you what this different right. version is called. Like, and there's a, there's a whole backstory that comes with the merchandise. Uh, Doctor Who being a thing that people don't necessarily collect so much uh, on the merchandising side of things, although it is it is increasingly a thing. Um, like that, that was never there was never an explanation. You just had to make it up in your own head from from year to year. If you were if you were paying attention to the point where you knew that the Cybermen looked different every time they showed up, mm-hmm. um, then you would have to come up with some rationale for that. Yeah, well, this is the thing, and this is kind of what I was actually getting at in my original commentary. Yeah. Not that you know, you couldn't put together that they were multiple races of Cybermen or multiple ways they emerged. Um, a theory that was, I guess, probably a fringe theory back in the day and certainly became increasingly uh, popular. It was actually really first put forward in the, the universe of Doctor Who in Cyberwoman. There's there's dialogue in that Torchwood episode from Jack, Jack Harkness, mm-hmm. when he talks about how 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 worrisome it is there is this cyborg this this version of a cyberman uh in their base because this is how it could start you know this is how the cybermen start even says this is like it all it takes is one and then they spread like an infection and which is kind of a was kind of a new idea at the time and then then the doctor sort of builds on that and the doctor falls and talks about that that's essentially what happens they just emerge whenever there's you know a certain level of technology in a in a civilization so mm-hmm. So all that said, so what I was really kind of trying to get at, though, is kind of like, I'm glad you brought up the snowtroopers, stormtroopers, because it's a great analogy. I was trying to get at like, well, if they look different, shouldn't they have, you know, different abilities and different upgrades? And shouldn't that be more clear that, you know, like, like if this is, um, say, uh, I believe it was in Ascension of the Cybermen, right? Uh, The most recent episode, someone Mm -hmm. says, oh, these are warrior class Cybermen. And I kind of like, well, that sounds like a really meaningless distinction <laughs> with <laughs> the Cybermen. Like, what what Cyberman is not a warrior class, right? That we've ever seen. This is like those those we, other Cybermen. They just didn't match up. They were just they were, you know, training camp. They're not actually graduated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, but I'm just like, where, where, where where's the brick lane Cyberman? You know, like where's that guy? You know, maintenance class Cyberman. I mean, like, where, <laughs> I imagine they have them. Like. Let's let's see them and see what they're like. They, we should, in other words, I, I was kind of getting at, like, if there's different Cybermen and they look different, can we be a little more explicit about how their abilities change? You know, like mm-hmm. maybe these ones have more armor. Uh, I said even in the podcast when we were talking about it, like some of them might be immune to gold and some of them might not be. Um, some of them might have, uh, you know, just really badass weapons. And if they do, like, show that right. And I think honestly, mm-hmm. this is one area where I think the Daleks you know, went there, which was in a very effective way with the special weapons Dalek, like where it's mm. made a hundred percent clear. Oh, that's why this thing looks different. It's just a big freaking cannon and it's designed only for that. And that, that made a lot of sense. Whereas the Cybermen, I mean, if you look at them, sure, they look different, they look cooler or less cool, but they're all pretty much the same in terms of abilities. They all kind of march. They all kind of have a weapon uh, and whether it's handheld or built in 
And I would say probably the only time, not the only time, but the most clear time they they went out of their way to show new abilities in the Cybermen was Nightmare and Silver. Yeah. And uh, Neil Gaiman, who wrote that episode, was very, very uh, clear about that. That, he, that was one of his goals. It's like, well, he talked about how his iPhone looked different from uh, his iPhone from a few years ago. And his laptop looks completely different from the first one he ever had. So it's like, why, why wouldn't the Cybermen start actually upgrading themselves and giving themselves new abilities? And they kind of show that. Uh, but then it's that that sort of highly adaptable Borg-like Cyberman is never really seen again. Uh, yeah, which is too bad. and and it's hard because I mean Nightmare and Silver is is very hard to watch for me because it's so clear uh, that it was meant to be two episodes, um, and we'll, right. we'll we'll get the the randomizer will take us there, um, of course. But uh, it it's it's so squished, it's so it does not do justice to Neil Gaiman's vision of the Cybermen. Uh, which is yeah. Unfortunate. Yeah. Agreed. I mean that the it's a it's it's lots of great ideas put forward, not really realized super well. Uh, but we'll get to that when the randomizer takes us there. <laughs> but anyway, I, I wanted to just kind of also just qualify everything I'm saying here. I, I really love the engagement from our audience on all this. Yes. Uh, just to kind of wrap up, I mean, on the on the uh, you know, like clearly there is a uh, a passionate group of super super fans and i think it's hard to not find super fans in today's franchises you know you're either kind of all in or not and <laughs> i was but they're so all in and i really like that they, they're keeping us honest out there yeah um making sure you know that you know they're they they, they want to engage with what we're putting out there uh but i just want to say you know yes i've seen the dr falls i've seen it all i <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to consider myself an authority on the cyber race. I've got David Banks' book from the eighties. I've read, I right. think, all the Cybermen novelizations. I got a voice changer helmet. Okay, I like, yes, I, I think a lot about well, the Cybermen more than your average person or even your average Doctor <laughs> Who fan. So, um, I, again, I just wanted to be totally out there and and like I really appreciate the engagement. And uh, you know, it also I wanted to say it it demonstrates this is we, we have a podcast, right? It's not re- like we, we we clip it for the TikTok channel, but it's like, I, I think, you know, we even talked about the Dr. Falls in our podcast, right? Like, and then rolled it we up did. in time. And it's it's difficult sometimes to pull some of these clips out of context. But I think, well, this is a good this is a good reminder to be a little a little more mindful of that so that we. Um, well, uh, we I'll, I'll say a couple of things that you yeah. uh, in, in this in this clip that you took, you also uh, managed to to bring in the Star Trek fans. Which is impressive. <laughs> uh, it's very impressive. You you got the the issue of like you know it not really being addressed when the Klingons change from the uh, how they look in the original series to how they look in TNG. And as someone pointed out, well, yes, they do sort of go back and address this in DS Nine in that special time travel mm. episode where you know they go back to the original Klingon episode. Um, so well, is, I think that shows like just kind of how like wonderful like franchises expand in this sort of mm-hmm. in this way right because it's like they take things like with both the Cy- Klingon's case and the Cyberman's case they took these sort of production level decisions and designs and then years later decided to spin up like whole theories and and cool stories you know you could argue the merits of any individual story but it's like you know they take that hey this thing that was clearly an error mm. it's now like kind of a cool thing we're exploring 
or not really an error, but I mean, you know, it's like a, a thing that was that was not made to be a story a story element. So I love that, and I love that sort of aspect of of modern fandom. And I think there was it's it's not just a thing in modern fandom. I think we, I forget when we talked about this, but like in the Adventure in Space and Time, my favorite moment probably in the whole movie might be when William Hartnell's granddaughter catches one of his fluff lines as he's saying it. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, "You said." You said gloves, grandfather, and he, what he meant to say, like something else, doves or whatever. He said. And he kind of mm-hmm. Hartnell's watching. He's kind of painful, painfully, like he's like, "Oh yeah, I did." Yep. And she said, "Well, that's because you had special gloves to defeat the Daleks." You know, it's like in her, <laughs> in, she's already making up her own head cannon, right? And, uh, and he kind of rolls, "Oh yeah, that's that's what I meant, right?" Like, so it's this this really cool way that we've evolved in terms of fan culture, where mm. you can you can have that aspect of it now sort of weaved into the show itself because, you know, the person who was watching the granddaughter and, and probably her granddaughters now are now like grew up with the show and are fans of the show and are making the show. Uh, and that's such a wonderful thing to see like these franchises, how, how they, how they've done taken these, these moments and turned them into like very rich pieces of storytelling. Yeah. Doctor Who's very good at getting meta in, in a lot of ways, but it has never been as, as meta as, uh, Star Trek is in that Deep Space Nine episode when they literally go back to an old episode and hang out in the backgrounds. And yes, it was sort of, you know, a massive technical feat for them to be able to do that. But thinking about it now, looking back at it now, it makes me wish that that Doctor Who could do that. I mean, there's a show that could do that at any moment, right? The Doctor mm. can loop back on itself and just sort of hang out in the background and watch you know, watch himself take on the Cybermen for the first time, for example, which I guess they kind of got close to in uh, in uh, uh, Twice Upon a Time. You know, that would be yeah. almost touch on that. Um, but there's there's never been that moment of right. You know, uh, Doctor Who explicitly saying we're we're going back to an old episode, we're going to revisit it, and we're going to provide a new layer of canon to this by seeing it again. Um, it is it is much more of a skitter show. It moves on very quickly. You know, we've we've talked about that in the past. Of like, uh, perhaps it moves on a little too quickly. Perhaps it hits the reset button a little too easily. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll also say that with the Cybermen in particular, you know, one advantage that the Daleks had was that they had Terry Nation in their corner always, trying to develop them as a separate show, right? That's right. what he was doing in the U S in the sixties and seventies really thought that there was an opportunity there, more power to him. Um, but also he was like, he was like writing that comic, great comic strip about the Daleks that was revealing this whole backstory to them with the, the emperor Dalek and, you know, uh, the, the politicking on Scaro. Mm. And we never had that for the Cybermen, right? There was, there was no Cybermen comic strip, you know, Kip Pedler created them, but didn't really follow up in terms of like you know here's here's all the backstory you know here's uh, here's the development of the cybermen history and politics and culture so we we still only have what we see through the show and occasional comic books and and stuff like that we Mm -hmm. don't really have that sense of of the cybermen as an autonomous uh singular race they just they show up in the doctor's timeline every now and again and present a threat um, and there's not that much more to it. So I think that's, that's what I took from, from your comments. That's what I'm, uh, taking away from this lively discussion is yeah. that, uh, people like it, <laughs> that there is <laughs> more of what there was in the Dr. Falls and 
recondition of you know building the Mondasian Cybermen into the canon. Um, and we would just love to see more of that. Yeah, I think we're completely united in that. And that's ultimately what where my comments were aimed at. I, I want to see the Cybermen more fleshed out, more explored. I think they, the Doctor Falls really opened up a lot of possibilities um, in, in terms of which Cybermen are from where. And you could, you could actually start, you could do a pretty fun sort of tree of life or flowchart of the Cybermen. And I'm, I'm sure, I mean, it's been done, but I mean, now with this sort of new perspective that they just kind of emerge in places, uh, I think you could do it and in a really interesting way. And I, you know, not that I want the show to be completely super nerdy and, and like, you know, it should always just tell good stories. Uh, but, you know, taking elements of those things in the same way that, They've taken bits and pieces, tiny pieces sometimes, sometimes bigger pieces from like the books and novels and um, and, and the big finish stuff uh, and seeing those um, acknowledged and fleshed out a bit. I, I think uh, I just love to see more of it. And um, yeah, yeah. I'll power and it is it. unfortunate that the last time we saw them, you know, post the Doctor's Falls when there could have been more of that. It, they 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 were really they they were they had to fight for screen time in mm. Ascension of the Cybermen and the, and the Timeless Children um, because there was this whole other vastly important you know canon changing thing going on. So once mm. again, the Cybermen got short tripped. Yeah, yeah, they really got to get a better agent. You know, so <laughs> good times. All right, yeah, well, let's that's- see something. Let's see something more yeah. like Scarrow. Yeah, yeah, that's. Let's see that politic in the background. I love that stuff. All right. Well, I guess this has been our special edition. Indeed. Our special cyber edition of Pull to Open. All hail the cyber emperor. All hail the cyber, <laughs> uh, cybermen TikTok fans. I'll say that. Those guys right. are pretty, pretty awesome. You are cyber masters, everyone. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, guys.